how you can get McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich. McDonald's spicy crispy chicken sandwich. And or filet of fish. Any two for just six bucks. Sounds really good, doesn't it? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. A single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. And by think they know, I mean, they will tell you that they know, but they really don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay, now we are technically live. We're going to be, we're on live on Facebook and we have three minutes until we go live on radio. Okay. And that's kind of how, how everything works. Oh, before. Three minutes delay or yeah three minutes and 18 seconds so everything that we're saying now will play in three minutes and 18 seconds. oh actually technically it's um it's a 45 second delay but okay. we we go live on like our show actually starts at 904 there's a commercial header oh. and everything else you know the whole intro commercial yeah let me make sure that make this kicks money. over here yeah all right good Good, 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 good. That actually kicked this time. You guys are going to be happy because I'm not going to have to recut this entire thing like I did on on, on the other day. <laughs> yeah, kick this over. See, there's a little bit of a delay there. Hey, Donna, how's it going? Let me see here. Oh, you guys can't see us yet here. Let me make that change. There we go. Boom. Rick, Rick King. Yes, you can ask a question. You can ask a quick question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rut-row, Raggy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is uh, Alan Chesser over here. Well, hello. To my other side. <laughs> Don't know what side this is. <laughs> well, if you look, it's reversed from the, the camera view. Erica, is a caravan in Mexico? Is it true? Yes, it is true that, that somebody has filed lawsuits for the caravan in Mexico. Yes, that is true. It's interesting. I just don't know how you file a federal lawsuit when you're not a citizen or in the country yet. Right. You're getting hard. Um, Well, you see, there's this guy. He happens to have a whole lot of money. Oh, he wouldn't be, you know, from like the 30s. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's like 2000 years old. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, A Jew that happened to go and become a Nazi to save his own skin. um, And he killed his brothers and, you know, killed his families and uh, friends and things like that. Yeah. That guy? I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a creepy old dude. He makes a lot of money. He does. Yeah, and the problem with him making a lot of money is that, you know, he likes to spend it on stupid stuff. Like, I'm going to make sure that these people actually make it to the border on time by by giving them buses. And by time, you mean um, roughly Tuesday? Roughly Tuesday. Roughly Tuesday. Roughly Tuesday. And if they don't make it by Tuesday, eh. (laughs) Close enough. Yeah. It'll be after Tuesday, but nobody will care then. Nobody will care. Oh, man. Oh, good luck to him. Yeah, that's right, Patty. Good luck to him. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, so. All right, 15 seconds. 15 seconds before we go full live. Oh, well, Check I this out. it to my page, but. Oh, you know, that's okay. Donna's sharing it with everybody else. All right, hold on one second. I'm going to go radio silent.
Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Defenders of American Exceptionalism. We are live. Hence why I'm talking to you. You can find us at DOAE Show. That's uh, forward slash DOAE Show on the Facebooks, Twitters, YouTubes, Instagrams. MeWe. On MeWe. Yeah, MeWe as well. Um, You can find us anywhere there. You can also go to uh, our website, www.doaeshow.com. And if you go there, you can become a defender with us. And by that, I mean if you go, you can subscribe to our page. You can either become a shield bearer, which is for free, no problem. You just give us an email and uh, you can get a few benefits. And uh, if you become a defender with us, it's $5 a month, $50 a a year. And if you become an annual member, you do get a T-shirt, either the one that I am wearing currently, the Eagle logo, or the hashtag I see what you did there T-shirt. Because on Twitter, if you follow us, use that hashtag, I see what you did there, and we'll comment below. Uh, With me tonight, Alan Chesser. How's it going, sir? It's going well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. See, Alan... Is a, is a, is a local guy, local yokel. He's uh, been running for office. Uh, uh, what and uh, just uh, just got out of the primaries? Is that what? Yeah, it is? yeah. I lost in the primary. Thanks for reminding me of that. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, he is a much better candidate than the person who is actually running. Um, I'm going to say that and not let him say that, so that uh, he can't get in trouble for that. Because technically, the primary, you know. Republicans and all of that jazz. <laughs> jazz hands. Jazz hands. Anyway, uh, we have a wonderful show for you guys tonight. Uh, by that, I mean we're going to talk for about an hour and you guys are going to be bored out of your minds. Get ready for it. Here it comes. I think he's ready. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, by the way, no bell tonight, mainly because I forgot to grab it. It's way over there, and I'm not going to get out in, in front of everybody. So um, if you guys hear a bell-worthy statement, please make the bell sign. It's good times. You I'm just I'm just talk. looking at him because I, I think he's going to say something, and I, I want to give him time to open it up. So um, let me ask you a question. Hashtag no platform. You heard about this? Not the hashtag, you know. I told you before we started. I don't, I don't Twitter too often, right? Uh, so the hashtags are mostly new to me, and this, the you know, my wife tells me about them normally. That's kind of <laughs> how it starts. <laughs> Your wife tells you, and then you know, suddenly out of nowhere, meh, okay, fine, I don't care. Well, see, here's the thing: hashtag no platform. Uh, it started a, actually a while ago. Tons of people have been getting um, deplatformed, as it were. See, that's where um, either Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, whoever, decides that your content is not worthy of free speech. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of that situation. I've actually uh, had some fun conversations with uh, some people in my campaign during the campaign, not to go down that road, um, but where we were getting throttled down because of our content, um, because we came off as conservative and so scary we would have you know over a thousand subscribers but when we post something it would only get seen by 26 people i have that same problem all the time so that was that was interesting and then you send one little email or question to facebook and all of a sudden the next thing you post has 500 views within 30 minutes it's it's strange isn't that weird well so that happens to you but to me and to to especially dylan when when dylan was reposting he'd post stuff right and then we'd share to like 50 different groups that allow us to share to the groups. They're like, yeah, cool. You can share your page. Okay, great. We share to him. And then after about the fifth one, he gets banned for a week. 
from sharing anything, from writing a post, from sharing anything. He just can't touch the board for a week. That's probably because they knew Dylan. It had nothing to do with the content. It was just <laughs> who was posting it. That's probably true. I'm just going to let that one slide. By the way, Dylan is still with us. He is still around. Uh, he's not here tonight, obviously. He will be back. Um, we are hoping and praying that it will be around the first of the year. Uh, just keep his family um, in your minds. Pray for him if you can. It uh, looks like everything is going the right way for our, for uh, what we need, but mm, we don't know. I never know. I'm just kind of, I'm I'm as almost as much out of the loop as you guys are, but I'm just this far closer. <laughs> yeah, ask him in an hour. Yeah, ask me in an hour, you know, after he gets this message. <laughs> so uh, let's just go down the list real quick. Uh, people that have been, what is it, uh, deplatformed, okay? Uh, Robert Stacy, no idea. McCain in February of 2016, really? Milo Yiannopoulos, don't care. Anthony Cumia, no idea. Sargon of Akkad, you ever heard of him? No. Okay. All right. So that's all right. It, Carl Benjamin. Sargon of Akkad is, is his kind of like stage name. But anyway, uh, he's um he's kind of a not not really a staple, but he he go, he gets on um Steven Crowder's show a lot. Uh, well. Um he he's kind of a comedy policy wank uh, policy wonk. I wouldn't say wank. Policy wonk. Depends. Dang it, I need the bell. Is he is he British or not? Uh, no. Oh, well, then, no. yeah, Wank wouldn't be a good one. Then. That's right, right, right. Roger Stone in October of 2017. Uh, James Alsop, don't know who that is, uh, in December of 2017. Then you have uh, Paul Golding, J- Jada Franzen, and Britain's First Party. The Britain First Party got uh, got banned. Yeah. In that's December crazy. of 2017. That's, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. That wasn't that far along. Tommy Robinson, we all knew about him. He got banned after, you know, the whole um, Islamic extremists and him reporting on it. Uh, Owen Benjamin, ever heard of him? No. He's a comedian. Um, he's also a pianist. And he's also, like, almost seven foot tall. Wow. So his his stage name is The Huge Pianist. And that's that's his website. That's the very, huge penis.com. That's very nice. And it is so good. Well played, sir. He is well played. he is very well played. <laughs> I don't know what your bell's for, but uh, that's probably it right there. Probably yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones and InfoWars. Nobody cares. That. Nobody cares. Yeah. Gavin McGinnis and the Proud Boys. Okay. Gavin, I understand that you started the Proud Boys. Get away from the Proud Boys. <laughs> Get away from the Proud Boys, all right? <laughs> They're doing you bad. They're doing you bad. Um, when they go out and they intentionally start fights with people, boo. Um, and the latest victim, the latest victim is Michael Knowles. He hasn't been completely deplatformed, but he has been blocked from Twitter uh, for posting a joke that has been going around since the dawn of time. You know, Republicans vote on the 7th, Democrats vote on the 8th. Yeah, it seems harmless in in its entirety it's just it's satire but alan it's fake news it's, it's fake news well i feel sorry for the onion in babylon b and yeah i know <laughs> god has god has posted judgment on on washington apparently as well as it uh, as it now send uh, as he now sends a uh, great f- hurling balls of fire in, into the white house that was uh, 
one of the latest from Babylon, Babylon B. B yeah. yeah, that's good times. Of course, uh, Babylon. Uh, who else has been deplatformed? You've also had um, PragerU. Yes, PragerU yes. has been uh, deplatformed, and then immediately they rescinded that because <laughs> they realized that would have been a major lawsuit. Well, I mean, PragerU has a major lawsuit against Google and YouTube right now. Yes, they do, and they're okay to add Facebook to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Because they have an, it's an ongoing lawsuit for for them uh, for their stuff being stifled and pushed away because they were demonetized for telling the truth. Right. I mean, if you tell the truth and you're demonetized, obviously there is a problem with whoever's demonetizing you. <sighs> but I digress. It's okay. It's not a big deal. You want to know why? Because there's a group of women out there that are posing nude for the grab them by the ballot po- uh, photos. Um, Encouraged by the Democrats. Yeah, that's... Isn't that great? Why not? <laughs> Why not? You see, uh, 10 women from Vermont, uh, representing ver- a variety of shapes and sizes and ages, posed nude for the grab-them-by-the-ballot photo shoot aimed at drumming up votes in for Democrats. Could have let that sink in. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not sure how that works. You see, the title... Kind of plays off the obviously uh, the obvious President Trump grabbed him by the p word comment uh, that that was resurfaced in 2016. Uh, the photos are also a nod to the hashtag Me Too or Pound Me Too movement. <clears throat> in one of the photos published across social media, the women are showing uh, are shown wearing nothing but a paper ballot covering their private parts. That's how do you know they're women though? Because clearly they identified as one. But how do you know? You it doesn't say, I am a woman on the ballot. It just says, it's just a ballot. It's just a ballot? It's just a ballot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not telling us they're women. How do you know that that is not just a front hole? In theory, wouldn't you need two ballots? At least at least two, if not three. I mean, it depends on how big the ballot is. I really need to get that bell in the break. You need, you need the bell. <laughs> I think I need to get the bell, bell during the break. This is going to be a long show, if not. Uh, see, quote, we are here to show the country these recent events have served to strengthen our resolve and to bring about change within the system through exercising our right to vote. We aim to encourage voter turnout in the upcoming November elections. Okay. If I can be serious for a second. Um, no. <laughs> probably not. No. Uh, if you want to be taken seriously as a get-out-to-vote movement, mm-hmm. it's probably preferable to keep your clothes on. Are you sure about that? It just seems more likely for you to be taken seriously and less like uh, maybe a publicity stunt. Oh, like uh, like the caravan? Yeah. Or, you know, like the bomber? Well... Maybe. 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 Too soon to tell. Oh, too soon. Okay. With that music, that means we're about to go to commercial break. We will see you on the other side. Keep listening. You're listening to the DOE Show. All right, so as you can tell, um, obviously we are in commercial break, um, but um, as you can also see, there are no commercials. 
Isn't that nice? Wow. Isn't that really cool? That's cool. That's really cool. All so right. This so this is like behind the scenes. Yes. Uh, see, there are commercial breaks on the radio side. So if you're listening on Mojo right now, you don't hear me. <laughs> so you don't know what's going on. Those lucky people. But uh, if you listen anywhere else or if you're watching live on the video stream, you can still see us. Because I don't like commercials, and I just decided that one day I wasn't going to do them anymore because they weren't making us any money. You demonetized yourself. I No, because uh, we still make money, just oh. not off of commercials. Oh. See, that's that's how this works. And so, uh, just so you know, we have um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ah, screw it. I can't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many bells to ring for this show. Oh, man. Oh, so bad, so bad. So while nobody else can hear, is there something you need to get off your chest? Oh, never, never, no. No? No, why, <laughs> why are you asking leading questions, sir? Am I leading the witness? <laughs> I don't know how long your commercial breaks are. About a minute and a half more. Oh, uh, what, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, man. We just kind of we just kind of chill on the commercial breaks, kind of see what's going on. Uh, did we see those naked women? No one wants to see them naked. You're correct. I didn't have to look at them because when it says all they represent all sizes. shapes, sizes, and ages, exactly, you know that you don't want to see them. Um, Sargon of Akkad did he invade Maldor in the 13th century? I think Maldor was um, Middle Earth, not not real. You want, you want to go all Tolkien on it? Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's Tolkien. So we're we're gonna have it's to Mordor. By the way, it's Mordor. Is it Mordor? Mordor. Okay. Well, what's Maldor? Who was your friend? Oh, okay. Is that his young younger cousin or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad version of Mordor. Anyway, my gosh. Let it out, Alan. See? Let it out, Alan. It's okay. Let, let it out. Let it out. It's okay. Goose Frappa. Goose Frappa. Let it breathe. Give me it's all right. three more days. Three more days. <laughs> Give him till the election. Once the election is over, everything will be available. All right. Commercial break should be ending here in the next 10, ten seconds, just so you know. 10 seconds. And we're back. You're listening to the Defenders of American Exceptionalism. We are live. You can also find us on Mojo 5 Radio. Mojo 5 Radio, that's on the video stream on their Facebook page right now. And you can also listen to us on the website and through their audio radio system. I think also IPM Nation, Lanterns, uh, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Pretty much anywhere that you can get podcasts, you can hear us. Just look for us, Defenders of American Exceptionalism. It's good times. So you went to elementary school, right? I, I believe I did. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, Dylan was homeschooled, so I, I oh, just have no. to ask. Yeah, no, I, I was a public school baby. So. Okay. So if you went to a uh, public school, um, let's say in Idaho, and uh, the elementary school staff dressed as a border wall in Mexican sombreros and costumes, what would you call that? 
they kind of look like waffles. They do kind of look like waffles. Well, it's like brick pattern. It's like they they put brick patchwork. But it's like waffles with sombreros. Mm -hmm. See, they had two different... So you had a a group of teachers that were dressed up in uh, Mexican, uh, the the traditional um, stereotype Mexican garb, and the other was a MAGA wall. Um... I'm not sure. I would uh, probably, in today's society, I, it's racial profiling and all that that fun stuff. Back mm-hmm, then, it's mm-hmm. probably just good fun. Yeah, it was good fun probably back then. But today, that is seen as cultural appropriation. And I'm sorry, but uh, you wonderful progressives over there, you're doing it wrong. This is this is uh, this is interesting. Um, you know, because we just had Halloween. Mm-hmm, yeah, which. That's ties, it, ties into the story. Of course. And uh, I saw a story where, uh, I don't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. someone, obviously very important because I forgot who. Obviously. Um, declared that it was okay for white children to dress up like Black Panther. Oh, that was um, that was Ben Shapiro. Well, and it, it, I think he reported on it. Yeah, but, he reported on it for um, sure. But it, w- it was just interesting to me that in order to now avoid cultural appropriation, we have to get permission ahead of time in order to do something that kids have been doing for generations and just having fun. Mm-hmm. You see, I avoid this altogether. We don't trick or treat. Well, I mean, you know, we don't celebrate Halloween. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yes, unless it's satire. Yes, and then it's it's still sort of it's flattery. Still flattery, yeah. I mean, if you ask Sean Spicer if. His, uh, the invitations of him on SNL were flattering or not. He might say no. But the fact that they that he is... Being imitated. Being imitated is, is flattering. Exactly. See, uh, photos of the costumes were posted on the Middleton School District Facebook page and were later removed after numerous complaints began to roll in. Screenshots of the, fo- of the uh, pictures were posted across social media and went viral, sparking outrage from Hispanic communities activists, and, quote, others. <laughs> I want to know who the others are. In others. every situation, there's always others. Please tell me, who are the others? Uh, Middleton is predominantly white, but Hispanics represent a large, uh, its largest minority group. Y- you can't, uh, y- you can't go about and uh, have a whole bunch of white people dressed up as your largest minority group. Well, I mean, it, the story says that the, the faculty... It was, was actually planned as a part of a costume competition that involved dressing up to represent various countries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so bite the bullet and either the administration says, hey, look, okay, we shouldn't have done that, or don't blame the teachers. Uh, but then I have to debate that because you have people dressed up as Batman, and that's not a country. And Dorothy. And, yeah, the Wizard of Oz, which is yeah. also not a country. Um, well, it's mean, fictional. It's Kansas, so, you know, some... It's not Kansas anymore. Democrats might think that's its own country. They're not in Kansas anymore. They're not in Kansas. They're not in Kansas anymore. Um, (laughs) Here's how the district responded. Quote, I want to say we are better than this. (laughs) But. (laughs) We embrace all students. We have a responsibility to teach and reach all students, period. Was there poor judgment involved? Absolutely. And we now have to own those decisions. Okay, that's not what you would say to anybody 
who uh, to, uh, to about anybody who was a conservative and did the exact same thing. They're getting ready to break out the T word, aren't they? Mm. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The intent or misjudgment of the individuals involved does not undo the trauma experienced by the students, families, and communities. Mm-hmm. Middleton, Idaho is about 20 miles northwest of, northwest of Boise with a population of 7,400. About 12% of the students in Middleton, High, uh, Middleton Heights Elementary School are Hispanic. J.J. Saldana. Saldana. It is an Inye. Saldana, who oversees educational initiatives for the Idaho Commission on Hispanic Affairs, told the New York Times he was inundated with calls from angry parents and community members, mostly white. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you caught that there. Um, My phone has been ringing off the hook all day. He also said that uh, he is concerned that references to the border wall can be used used to bully Hispanic students. Guys, really? They're making fun of the border wall and America being... uh... All right. Point. Here's the point, guys. Let people dress up how they want to dress up. As long as it's not scantily clad to a point. You're not a teacher walking in showing showing five-year-olds and and ten-year-olds your nips. Right. That would be inappropriate. That might actually cause trauma. And that might actually get you fired. Right. Hopefully. It, 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 I don't know. It's the uh, the babied mentality of the world is, or of our country is just. Uh, it's interesting to say the least. You have college students claiming to have PTSD because of who their president is. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense at all. It makes almost as little sense as this next story. You see, apparently, Democrats, uh, Democrat political ads warn people in North Dakota uh, and their hunters that voting could stop them from going uh, from getting out of state hunting licenses. Take that, it away, sir. That that's interesting. <laughs> that, that, that's a tactic, I guess. Um you know. We uh, you got to find a way to uh, to keep people from voting, I guess, when you're trying to encourage people to vote. Mhm. 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 Uh, see, possible, uh, possibly illegal Facebook political ad, apparently from Democrats, which hasn't been taken down, by the way, I might add, um, what, warns North Dakota hunters that they may lose their out-of-state hunting licenses if they vote, a claim that is certainly false. This says almost certainly false on here, but I'm changing that is false. It is false. You, your state cannot dictate whether or not you get a hunting license in another state. Yeah, uh, so here in North Carolina, it's pretty interesting because it's actually on our ballot this year whether yeah. we have to make that a constitutional amendment for our state. Right, to protect. hunting laws are individual to each state. Mm-hmm. So your vote in North Dakota would not affect you being able to get a license in, say, North Carolina. Right. Your criminal activity might. Yes. But your voting record would not. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and because once again, nobody is supposed to know what your voting record is. Right. Nobody's supposed to know a citizen's voting record. Except somehow, I keep getting these mailers from <clears throat> a party that will remain unnamed, <laughs> talking about my voting record for the last 
four years for <clears throat> four cycles. That's crazy because they're not supposed to know. How do they know, sir? I don't know. It's How do they know? It's interesting. <laughs> oh, man. If you follow the, the links, it's, a, it's actually an article from The Blaze. They have the post. Um, it is a sponsored ad paid for by North Dakota Democrats NPL. Um, and it's, a, yeah, it's just straight up. If you vote in North Dakota, you may forfeit hunting licenses if you have if you have them in other states. Wow, they, they, they really they, screwed that they up. They typoed. Good correction, though. Gosh. My goodness. All right. Guys, we will be right back. That sound is a commercial break waiting to happen. Catch you on the other side. All right, there we are. <sighs> I'm going to eat a Starburst. Eat a Starburst because I know that you actually want to say more than what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, here's the good thing and the bad thing about having a, having a person who is a technically still a politician until the, until the election ends. Um, there are so many things he can say, and then there are so many things he cannot say. He cannot say while everybody's listening. Like, I don't know, maybe don't vote for the amendment. Right. Don't vote for the amendment. So they're in North Carolina, by the way. Almost nobody from North Carolina watches the show. So oh, you should well, be good. good. You should be all right. Then I'm good until like, I share it on my page. Until you share it on your page. And then it's <laughs> oopsie. Oh, man. But yeah, so in North Carolina, there's what, six? There are six brand spanking new constitutional amendments proposed for the state constitution this year. Mm-hmm. Um, six? Yeah. And these are things like, what do, what do you have? You have um, hunting licenses. Well, they want to enshrine, that's their word, right, en- right. enshrine mm-hmm. the right to hunt and fish in North Carolina. Right. Except it's, they don't. No, it doesn't. It just gives them control over it. It enshrines the state's right to regulate hunting and fishing in North Carolina. Which we don't want. Which and is then, the opposite of a right. And then you have uh, the one good one. That, that would be the tax cap. Right, Lowering that would be the, the tax, tax cap. cap. from 10% to 7%. Mm-hmm. That's a win. And it's a flat, like you cannot raise it above 7% nope. ever again. It caps it at 7% in mm-hmm. our state constitution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the other ones? I always forget. Seven more points and I'm happy. Seven more points. Yeah, seven more points down. Just down. drop it seven right. more points down. And then what What else are there? There's um, uh, They want to stand up an eight-member ethics board. We currently have a nine-member ethics board. That's stupid. But that would take an entire segment of the show to explain that one. No, no, no. Don't even worry about that. Just, that was stupid. That one's dumb. Um, so they, and then they want to do, um, they want to take, uh, take power away from the governor. Right. They want to consolidate power in the legislative branch and allow the legislature to appoint judges during vacancies and and, instead of the governor, which and not is, only that, but governor appointees normally only sit on the bench for about two years, right? Because the next general election comes out, the judge goes on the election. This would these, make it so these guys were basically Supreme Court judges in essence. They sit on the no, no, no. They sit on the bench for at least four years before they can be put on the ballot. <clears throat> and but the argument is that they want the legislature to do it because it's the closest one to the closest branch of government to the voter mm-hmm. and the voter has the authority over the judges except we're going to take it away from them for at least four years huh hmm yeah hold on and, one second Let and me. that was only four of them mm-hmm. maybe five I don't know I don't count
Welcome back. You're listening to the Defenders of American Exceptionalism. Rick King over on Facebook. You hunt in four states, sir. Good for you. That is great stuff. Keep it obviously, going. Obviously, he does not vote in North Ob- Dakota. Obviously, you don't vote in North, Car- uh, North Dakota. Nah, I was about to say North Carolina. Or North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> That's the entire thing, isn't it? Oh, gosh. <sighs> so if you guys aren't uh, watching live or... If you're listening over on the Mojo Five O, just the uh, just the radio portion, uh, we are doing behind the scenes stuff. So uh, during the commercial breaks, you can you can watch us still keep going and jabbering on about uh, other useless information that nobody needs to know about. Um, or you can just keep on listening to commercials. That's cool too. That's cool too. By the way, uh, Mojo Five O, they have a raffle going. Um, so get your email to Mojo Five O. Go to mojo50.com. Give them your email, and when you do that. You get your name entered in for a drawing that's, I guess, about $3,000 worth of stuff right now. It includes a brand new pistol. It includes uh, uh, nostalgia Wild Rice products. It includes um, a ton of other stuff. So just go there. Look at what they have uh, that, they're, that they're offering. It is amazing. I might have to do that. It is. It is yeah, right? You had me at pistol. I'm right? Just... They, they, if you have a permit, you can get it immediately. And it's by um, Tar River Arms. Okay. Which which uh, Tar River Arms, by the way, if you they're not a sponsor of mine yet, but they're a sponsor of Mojo Five O, and they um, best virtual identification of guns. Like you can do the whole zoom up, you can see the texture on the grip and the entire three sixty around and everything like that. And uh, they when you buy a weapon, they pay the transfer fees. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. They pay the entire deal. So like you pay the set amount, whatever the price is, that's the price out the door. Very nice. All you got to do is pick it up at your at your local dealer. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. I, I, I kind of like that. I've been hearing about this a lot. Something else I, I heard about, which is uh, kind of funny, kind of funny. Um, so a leftist on a Florida State University campus uh, threw chocolate milk on Republican volunteers. Did she specify why chocolate? No, uh, but the whole deal with milk was because uh, she was calling them Nazis and say they, saying that they were killing people. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> the radio listeners didn't get that whole thing. No, 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 no. That, that pause. You guys understand the pause, right? Okay, good. Uh, a 19-year-old Florida State University student is seen pouring her chocolate milk on Republican volunteers at FSU. Campus is on a viral video, that is, and she's been charged with battery. According to uh, WBTV, the Florida State University Police Department issued a warrant uh, for Shelby Shoop. Shelby Shoop. All right. On Thursday, the freshman turned herself over to the police department later in the day. Uh, she was placed into handcuffs and taken to Leon County Jail. That's a great county. Freaking. <laughs> I love Florida, man. You guys have such great names. Leon. Leon's County. Um, she spent the night in jail and was released the following day. She had confronted Republican volunteers on Tuesday before class. At the FSU campus, the young uh, young woman accused the volunteers of supporting Nazis who are killing people. And when the Republicans told her Nazis were national socialists, she grew very angry and increasingly incoherent. And at one point in the video, the leftist poured her chocolate milk on one of the volunteers, and it actually got on two of them. Be- because there's no greater way 
to disprove someone's theory that you're violent than by being violent. See, you're catching on. Yeah. You're catching on. It's reverse psychology. Exactly. That is the right way to go, Alan. That is the right way to go. So, um, (laughs) here's a quote. Sickening. To see a member of the FSU GOP, a group I'm proud to be uh, to be in, have chocolate milk thrown on her for campaigning. This is the point where we are blowing everything out of proportion. Quote, this is a vile attack. <laughs> it's not a vile. It's chocolate milk, guys. So what's interesting is a GOP headquarters was <laughs> shot into. Mm-hmm. In Florida. Yeah. And they called it vandalism. Right. Like, wait. That's vandalism. This is backwards, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You've got it backwards. So my my church youth group, like the children's ministry, they call one of their segments chocolate milk theology. Okay. That's how... Un, that's how non-damaging. That's how that's how, that's how innocent and easy chocolate milk is. I would be more worried about it staining my clothes, right, than calling it a vile assault. At least you smell like chocolate you, all you day. You throw a brown liquid on me, and I find out it's chocolate milk. I'm actually Very a little happy. relieved. Very happy. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, this wasn't vile. So thankful. Yeah. So thankful. <laughs> but apparently, they are pressing charges. Yeah. Which honestly. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of wanted them to. Well, I, yeah, we're we're at the point where we have to start implementing consequences for for stupidity, ridiculous behavior. If mm-hmm. we want to rein it in at all, uh, once you you know assault someone, and technically assault is any unwanted physical contact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you've just violated their. Right. Yeah, so it's it's your all rights f- don't extend beyond someone else's. Exactly. It's all freedom of speech until you hit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's until viol- I don't think Antifa gets this. It's no. all freedom of speech until you're violent. Right. Yeah. The moment that you're violent, it's no longer freedom of speech, guys. <laughs> I have the right. I speak with my hands. <laughs> I let my hands and bricks do the talking. <laughs> Wait, those bricks aren't yours. You just picked them up off the street, guys. It's also a larceny, sir. (laughs) You just stole those bricks and you're chucking them into somebody's glass window. (laughs) What's wrong with you? You're committing larceny and you're creating violence. Vile? Really? Stop. Yes, yes, vile. It is vile. It is a vile act. A vile assault. A vile... No, it was attack. Oh, was it attack? Yeah, it was attack. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. yeah. You're it's putting the, it a little past the bar there. It's Assault the cop is in me. so much worse. <laughs> By the way, I had, Alan used to be a cop. I did. Um, also a vet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, many, many wonderful things. By the way, just kind of plug your stuff right now. You know, Just plug your stuff because I, I want to I get it in before the end of the show. So tell people about what you got going on real quick and um, about what you've been doing other than the campaign. Oh, man. Other than the campaign. So we kind of just did plug the campaign. Ah, uh, work around. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so, uh, you know, I'm a combat veteran and, uh, you know, got out, got into law enforcement, got out of that. Then we just finished up a campaign uh, in the primary. And so since then, I've been working with a nonprofit uh, soccer league in Franklin County, North Carolina. Um, and we made it free 
for anyone who wanted to play. We ended up having about 97 kids play in that league. Wait, free? Free. Free. 100% free. How'd you make it free? Uh, I did the legwork. I went out and raised funds for it. No. Charity. No. Yeah. You 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 got charity work to make a free soccer? Free market, man. I just went out. (laughs) People who were making money voluntarily gave me money so that I could give back to the community. You didn't go out, petition the government for to to force those people to 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 come out and pay for your stuff? No, that would have never happened cuz Franklin County uh is mostly democrat. So <laughs> they would have never What do you mean? Are, are you talking about the socialists in Franklin County wouldn't have wouldn't have supported the government seizing seizing companies and uh forcing over to to small Well, see we we did non-profits? It, we did it as a church league. Um, oh. So. See, that's where you screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> So it was it was a Christian based league, but it was free for whoever wanted to play in the community, and we just wrapped that up last week. Um, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. only that, but uh, we were able to raise above and beyond what we needed for the league, um, a little bit over a thousand dollars worth over, and so we gave all that away too. Sweet. Any specific charities that you're working with on that, or? Uh, no. Th- so this year, what we did is we just looked for a need within the community mm-hmm. and gave it back. And there was a family that uh, needs to raise some money to adopt a kid. And so that's where it went. Can't say that's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. You had a family, a, a, a good well-to-do family that, that wanted to adopt a child. And for some reason, the government puts a lot of funds and money in place uh, as barriers for that. It, it's, it's, Man, it's crazy the barriers that are in place for adoption um, and even fostering in in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it costs over twenty thousand dollars to adopt a kid. Ouch! You think about how many kids we have in the foster care system now. You, if you adopt out of foster care, it's not that much, but that's a different right, story. right, right, right. That's a whole different thing. But uh, you think of how many kids need families, and I mean, to put a twenty thousand dollar barrier in front of it is just for no other reason other than government interference. Yeah, because you got to cut through all the red tape. So it, t- it costs about $20,000 worth of red tape. Yeah. Huh. It's a wonder how we have so many kids still in foster care. Yeah. You have a ton of well-to-do families that have enough to get by, have enough to support another child, but don't have enough to save up $20,000 to then support another child unless it took them 10 years. Yeah, and most of the families that I know that adopt take out personal loans Mm -hmm. in order to overcome that hurdle. Yeah. So essentially they are financing their children. um, Your child is collateral then. But in a good way, unlike our debt and deficit, which Mm -hmm. collateralize our children in a negative way. Right. You know, like, uh, hey, every every dollar that goes up is a dollar that your grandkids are going to have to pay off. Well, I mean, kind of like, you know, every child who's born from this day forward for the foreseeable future is at least $67,000 in debt the day they're born. Immediately, because your government. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Period. Your yeah. government. Thank yeah. you. Your government. Uh, I think that's good for the... <laughs> I think that's the show, folks. No. Oh, man. But yeah, so... We got on the top of topic of adoption, and that's just... That, that boggles my mind, like... I have I have four kids, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact it doesn't cost me twenty thousand dollars a year per kid to support. I mean, and you think about this. I mean, that's just to get the kid in their hands. into your house into their hands. Yes, um, 
it, so that's essentially the cost of birth, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. That's that's what it get, gets to physically be able to hold your child. We have Medicaid, Medicare, all these other programs that help people who can't afford to give birth to their children. Yeah. The opportunity to hold their child. But we have nothing for adoption of said children who don't have a family right. in place. And I'm not advocating for another government program. I'm just saying our priorities are backwards. Yeah, like how about we just get the government out of the way? Hey, that would be a phenomenal. Wouldn't that be idea. crazy? You just talk to the person who's, uh, who, who, who's adopting out the kids, and you don't have to worry about the government getting involved. That would be amazing. Maybe a backup track is still needed. Anyway. That costs like 45 bucks. Yeah. Five second count is over. All right. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Coming off of the adoption stuff, man. That's ah, oh, I that is something I really. Well, we actually got flack about where we were going to give the money because there were other charities. Sure. Right, and then yeah. I just weighed. You know, all these other charities are funded by you know other churches and other countries, and this is one family that has next to no outside help. Mm. Yeah. Well, see, you know what, Erica, that sounds good on paper, but in all actuality, uh, no, abortions should just be something that you have to pay for out of pocket. And, uh, my tax dollars shouldn't go to, I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) It sounds good ish. It shouldn't, I I would, I'm a different on abortions, so I just... I, I mean, I don't want them at all. Right, yeah. But at the same point in time, if they're going to be there, I just don't want my... At, at minimum, I don't want yeah, if, my tax dollars paying for it. If they're there, then you pay for it. Right, because you're killing a child. Yes. You're killing a life. Yeah. Not... And that's... That's, that's what you meant. That Yeah, that... Is, okay, good. I'm, I'm just making sure. We have to clarify these things. Yeah. Uh, we have to clarify. <laughs> and usually by clarifying that means confront <laughs> I, I, I believe abortion should only be the byproduct of the doctor trying to save the mother's life which would be accidental right mm-hmm. yes um and so one of the big things is well what about you know incest and rape mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. so you're talking about one tenth uh one hundredth of one tenth of a percent right so i challenge any liberal out there that wants to meet me there Mm-hmm. I'll give you incest and rape for the time being, right? And let's get rid of all other abortions, and I'll meet you there right now, right now, right now. Let's I cut will, it dry. I will help cut and dry. You sponsor that bill. That sounds good. Yeah, that's a good bill. And then all other as long as the rest of the crap isn't in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would take a paragraph. <laughs> you know, all the things that take a paragraph to just fix never happen. No, never happen. No. It's like, hey, how about we do a flat tax and we get rid of the IRS? No. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, I can do it in a paragraph. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't have that well, bill. Well, technically, That's too easy it would take read. two because you'd have to have one paragraph set to abolish the IRS yeah. and the other paragraph to set. Okay, fine. I can do it in two paragraphs. You can still do it in one page. I can do it in one and page. And have space to like sign it like the declaration at the right. bottom. I can do it in one page and have enough space for everybody to sign it. <laughs> I can make it a petition. <laughs> could broccoli be a Buick? Could It, it could be a broccoli. Talking about a baby. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, Stephen. It would help if I could read. It's true. It could. It would help. 
<laughs> I need that staffer back. You do need that staffer back. <laughs> oh, this is the DOA show, Defenders of American Exceptionalism. This is the last segment of the show, and as you can see, Mr. Alagesser needs a staff back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, we have this whole idea about suicide and assisted suicide and, you know, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? You know, should it happen? Yes, exactly. Never. It should never happen. Um, that's okay. And that's my wife in the background. Nobody can actually hear her, but I'm commenting to her anyway. It's right. It's perfect. It works great. Uh, so should you if you coax somebody into committing suicide should you be in trouble yes or no uh, yeah i mean it, it, any act that you take that contributes to the death or injury of another person you're liable for okay that's just i mean it's just that straightforward but if all you do is say words if you don't do anything physical if all you do is so, say words. So we're getting into a freedom of speech argument here. So I'm going to straighten up a little bit here. Okay. Um, and go into my why you should be able to yell fire in a crowded theater. Okay, good. Argument good, here. good, good. I like this. Um, so words are words. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. you're still liable for any action that follows. So me causing, me tripping you mm-hmm. and you breaking your leg. Right is an assault. We, we discussed that earlier. Yes, we know that. That's physical. So if my words directly lead to you being injured, like yelling fire in a crowded movie theater, mm-hmm. then the injury that resulted is already illegal. There's no need for me to make it doubly illegal by making the words illegal as well. Right. I just want um, to make sure that where, so, we're, where we're at on the page here because yeah. um, obviously we aren't in Australia. But in Australia, a man was sentenced to 10 years in jail for encouraging his wife, who suffered from chronic back pain and depression, but was not terminally ill, to kill herself. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, that's just... it. If she was... I don't know if there was a mental handicap or something, but she was depressed. So that is a mental handicap. Yeah, I see that there. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, that's a mental handicap in that way. I don't know, man, it's because, you know, if I had a family member suffering and stuff like that, and, you know, that, that's essentially hospice care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, let's just keep jacking up the opiates until they just drift off and don't wake up. Yeah. So Justice Davis um, in Queensland Supreme Court told the defendant, uh, you counseled your wife to kill herself because you wanted to get your hands on that $1.4 million. See, they kind of left the motive out in the, right. in the, in the, in the, <laughs> the introduction, didn't they? a down in there. You, you got to go to the third paragraph. <laughs> you got to get to the third paragraph. By the way. By the way, it's $1.4 million. Dollars. <laughs> Your general financial position with, uh, was such that $1.4 million was very was a very significant sum, as it would be to most people. So basically, this entire trial was not about a man coaxing his wife into suicide. It was about $1.4 million and a man trying to find a way to get it. Right. Now, that's completely different. It's a very that's different... That's a very different question. It's motive than, involved. Hey, it's know, not just, you know... <laughs> she's miserable and she's not going to get any better and she really doesn't want to live. I don't know. 
That is a very thin line. You're right, Erica. That's a very, very thin line. That is. <laughs> it's almost as thin as weaponizing chocolate milk. Almost <laughs> as thin. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. All right. So, um, speaking of weaponizing things, there's a brand new opo- opioid out there. Why wouldn't there be? Right, as a as a uh, as a veteran and person who's a big VA, yes, uh, VA <laughs> fix the VA proponent. I am, I am. I've been working hard trying to uh, to fix the VA. Um, there's a there's a brand new opiate. It's called Suvia. It's a non. D, D is silent. There's a D in the name, and the D is silent. Just so you know. Um, so it's called Suvia. Should ring the bell. <laughs> Thank you. Good catch. You're welcome. Oh, gosh. Suvia is a three millimeter wide tablet of sufetanol made by a different corporation. Who cares about the corporation? You see, it came before the FDA advisory committee on the 12th of October, and the committee weighs in on safety and efficacy of uh, the proposed products and blah, 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 blah. They approved it 10 to 3. Yeah, um, this is three times stronger than the current strongest opioid available. I mean, it's a really good thing that opioids aren't addictive and that people haven't been having an issue in this country with with opioids. At all. Because what we really need is a new opioid. Right, because, you know, it's not like there's this major opioid epidemic and most of it being prescription-based. I'm curious, is this the same FDA council that just approved for opioid manufacturers to produce a drug that helps combat opioid addiction? Yes, that same one. Okay. Just, yes. cu- just curious. Yeah. And this drug, probably not going to be effective um, against this drug. Uh, why would it be? I know. Well, you know, with the silent D and all, it's it's very hard to, uh, to pass up. So with the silent D, we all get screwed? Yes. Going back army style. Oh, gosh. Um, Quote, it will not contribute to the large outpatient opioid crisis, Palmer maintains. That is a lovely statement with no supporting (laughs) facts. (laughs) That is a lovely one-off. I love that. (laughs) Like, I'm reading, and I still don't see any supporting facts. I know, I know. While sifetanol is potent, the dose of... Silent D. Sevilla is pre-measured and small, 30 micrograms or a millionth of a gram. Sure. This is, this, once again, this is the same drug that came out and was three times stronger than the current most recent opioid. We already have police officers and first responders Mm-hmm. They have to carry Narcan mm-hmm. to stop themselves from being because of fentanyl, right? Which is doof. Did you see that video? More powerful than heroin. Did you see that video of the guy like uh, the, of the cop getting hit with like just a whiff of fentanyl and like knocked and him falling out? Falling down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they had to have first responders out there, and they 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 got him taken care of immediately. But yeah. Like that knocked him out. Well, I was first uh, when I first found out that some of my buddies that are still in law enforcement were going to have to start carrying Narcan on them. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this epidemic is getting out of control that, you know, they're going to have to use Narcan to save somebody's life right there on the side of the road. And then I found out, no, they're carrying it for them 
because if they happen to come in contact with it, they can OD before they can get to the hospital. Right. They have to have it on themselves. And it, so it's just ridiculous. Uh, by the way, uh, good catch on the uh, the Rick King and the Erica. Uh, you know, you can't beat the Silent D. Nicely, jo- nicely done. And hard to beat a three millimeter as well. Very good job, guys. Very good job. Lovely. <laughs> but yeah, so back to the Narcan. What is Narcan? Uh, so Narcan is a drug that counteracts the uh, the way some opioids move through your body. Mm-hmm. So the, the way your body breaks down some opioids. And so it is actually a drug that is that was invented to prevent overdoses. Okay. And so basically with this, you know, because you have uh, fentanyl and everything else that's out there, and these people, they... they don't they cross this stuff? Like they 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 cut stuff. With yeah, fentanyl they'll, they'll cut heroin, and I mean, some people are even cutting it into cocaine now mm-hmm. with fentanyl. Right, and sometimes the users know, sometimes they don't, and that's why the the OD rate has increased. Right, um, but because what's funny is what you'll hear people state, what you'll hear people repeat is the overdose death rate is decreasing. Well, it began to decrease with Narcan. We're actually able to save people, but the overdose rate itself is going up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Get drugs <laughs> that you can't overd over d. <laughs> yeah, overdose on are still can't over d on the d the silent d. Never go full d. Never go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good night. All right, now so. W- and it just uh, it, it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind because we have all this mess going on. We have this major opioid epidemic. We have an FDA that's just out of control. And we have an election coming up in three days. Yeah. And if you haven't voted already, what the heck are you doing? What the heck are you doing? Get out there and vote. Unless you don't know anything about politics. And then don't vote. And then check my page. Yeah, and then check his page. That's alanchester.com, alanchester.com. By the way, you can find his name spelled in our information page. It's right there on the top line, alanchester, alanchester.com. And as always, you can find us at doaeshow.com, doaeshow.com. You can also go to Mojo50. You can listen to all the streams that they have there. Um, And you can also find a whole bunch of awesome talent. Dang it. This has been the DOA Show. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org heart.